Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Landerlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. In a massive feat of adulthood today, I ate nerd clusters for dinner. (laughs) Alex Finn. I'm trying to like mentally think of what nerd clusters are. And all I'm thinking is like Stace Corning, poor, poor children, nerds or nerd in generals. And just bam, she is Nix. She is a character actor. Method actor just eating bodies. Mm Mm-hmm. In the common basement of the building. Someone's got to. I mean, what? Yeah, nobody paid any attention to any strange articles about Detroit. And Samson Davis. On the other hand, being known as, like, the witch of Detroit, who, like, eats children that come and get, like, candy from her. Yeah. That's a vibe. That Hansel and Gretel diet. Not my vibe, sadly. I'll take it as mine. (laughs) (laughs) It works with the goth cottage core thing you're working on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who remembers what happened last time? I probably do, but we should talk about dice first, huh? Uh-huh. <gasps> You're right. All right, to keep myself entertained, I'm going to do this ad read based on the number that I roll on these Mythic Set Die Hard Dice. Oh, that's 19. Damn it. I was hoping for some fun. Die Hard Dice, what a great bunch of people that you can get some sexy-ass dice from. You can also get 10% off your order of dice with our code Explorers Wanted. Using that code helps them, helps us, helps you get some sexy dice. So get some sexy dice. Sexy, sexy dice from Die Hard Dice. I felt like a 19. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thanks to Die Hard Dice for supporting the show. And we're sorry. I guess it was short, so that's that's what the 19 was. (laughs) (laughs) So. Who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Alex. Okay. So what my brain is telling me in my very sickly Victorian pug state is that don't worry, listeners, we cannot murder Dale because Dale has left. We started negotiating with what's her nuts? Aria. Aria. I'm, I'm great at names. This is me with names. And... Dilly was very brilliant, and Dilly threw up a illusion because Nix was passed out. The negotiation was were for if we were going to walk away and let Nix just face the pseudo consequences of what we've done as a group, not what Nix has done as an individual, but what we have done as a group. And we were like, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should stay together as a team. You know, maybe. And so, while. Well, the illusion was that we got a surprise roundup, and we started fighting Arya, and then... Dilly shot first. Yeah, Dilly shot first. Who would have known? Hell yeah. True. You missed, but you shot. <laughs> and then, blah, 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 battle, we all aged six years, yada, yada. And then our juggling buddy showed up, mm-hmm. and we juggled some more, mm-hmm. and then he gave drugs to Arya, and she ran away screaming. Is that our PSA for drugs? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Nyx is having a pretty good time right now. Yeah, Nyx is fine with it. And we all decided to go back to town, because why not? And we discovered when we went back to town that Dale might have also done the same drugs and bust out his window running away. But don't worry, listeners, the Susky used the door. Because it was smarter and not on drugs. And so we decided we were going to go up and rifle through Dale's possessions because finders keepers is our rules of the land. And I think that's where we ended it. We also had a lengthy discussion about whether or not to ride with Satal to Bodrov. Oh, I thought we just were like, I guess we're going to do it. Right. Why not? We're going to do it for a little bit just to give us time to actually plan out what we're actually going to do because we're kind of directionless at the moment but also the episode ended with uh, aster commenting that brother blah 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 was always the impulsive one or was always impulsive Mm -hmm. because delia saw that there was some abrasions of some sort on the wall and that's where we left off you guys are standing in this room the window has been busted outward there's abrasions on the wall and aster has just commented that brother a sequence that is clearly meant to be an identifier but not really designed for being spoken always was impulsive is it just us in the room yeah 
dope. Is that us including Sital? I don't think Sital came up with you. I don't think he was that interested in this situation. Dilly's going to go to Dale's bag and rifle around and pull out the uh, antiperspirant stone that <laughs> he sold <laughs> to Dale. <laughs> oh, that's right, because I did say that Dale left his stuff, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. So you can get your antiperspirant stone, and there's also another cipher in there. Yes. Hell yeah! Oh. The other cipher was the one he showed before that was like a bug that when somebody uses it, it'll crawl onto their back, burrow in, and provide them with wings for flight for a while. I just had mummy flashbacks. I'm sorry. Same. Yeah. And he did actually, like Dale described, when uh, Tim described it, he did describe it looked like sort of almost like a scarab. Um, How many ciphers does everybody have at the moment? I'm rocking two. I have one. I have one. Does anybody feel strongly about having this cipher? Does anyone feel strongly about flight? Because I feel like for each of us, there could be made a case. Like, I could have and just stay out of the way, or Nick's could have and just go banana pancakes on a motherfucker. I mean, my question is, how is it going to affect your flaps? They seem anti-flight, only glide. As long as they're tied down, they should be fine. So we need to invest in a belt? Well, I, I'm wearing clothes. They're contained. These sound like the loosest gliding thin flaps <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I'm not overflowing, I'm just a little loose. <laughs> and now dry. Gotta keep them dry or else, like, things grow in there. I believe it. Incidentally, that cipher, just so you know, is a wing symbiote. When it's used, it'll do two damage, but then the person can fly for 28 hours by making a level one speed roll. Ooh. There is another cipher that I forgot that Dale did not use Ooh. that would also be in that back. A weaver drone. It is a spider-like robot that climbs any surface releasing up to 50 feet of cable behind. Once it arrives at its destination, it anchors, shuts down permanently, and the cable can support up to two humans at a time. I feel like that's a dilly kind of thing. How many feet of rope did you say? 50. So the drone will anchor itself, can't be moved. Does dilly know if you can cut the rope from that afterwards? It's a cable, so you could probably remove it. I mean, you'd probably have to use tools to remove it if you didn't want to damage it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could take out, theoretically, you know, you would have that cabling in the future. Cool. All right. I mean, I think any one of us could have a 50-foot thing of rope. Yeah, but one of us has fallen several times from a height. Yo, listen, all right? Like, (laughs) I was doing my best. Well, yeah. I think she was directing it at me. And by the way, Chacha, not an issue anymore. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was Dilly his shaking his flaps. hand. Uh, oh, listeners. yeah. I could tell. <laughs> I, well, it would be interesting to see if you fell and they got pierced by a stalagmite. What would happen? I mean, that's what happened to Nick's. That sounds awful. Oh, yeah. That sucked ass, <laughs> Dilly. You are, like, right on the money. Absolutely <laughs> awful. Cool new scar, though. And she lifts up her shirt to look down at it. I'll hold on to these all for now. Yo, do you, what do you guys think of this, like, Satal guy? Because, like, I was thinking about it, and should we go with anyone to Bodrov, like, in Navarine? Especially, like, someone who seems like they may be a juggling assassin? Just, like, putting it out there. I mean, they're a good distraction. Why go after the wanted people when you have a juggling assassin? And they have a card, so that's less walking, which is good. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think, I don't know if we should go all the way to Bodrov, but at least a day or two with him going away from Charmand isn't going to hurt. Yo, I honestly, Dilly, I think that we should like track this other metal mine down. Well, from just looking around the room, the metal mine has been activated. Like that Relentless Reaper is just out and about. So I don't know if we can track it. Why don't you ask your son? Not my son. He's just a robot intelligence that's in my brain. Why don't you ask the uh, robot intelligence in your brain, Dilly? <sighs> I'm just saying, we're already here, right? We know that Arya ran away in the woods. True. Like, should we just, like, hunt this down while we're here? So I also want to be clear for everybody that right now, all this is getting communicated, but Nix is still slurring quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, like, the most, like, uh, circuitous? Cir- cir- I'm not going to try to use that word. 
circular way possible. <laughs> I also, yes. I also imagine the whole time she's like stroking Hubert the second and looking directly at him, mm. not at any of us. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like what do you? Yeah, yeah what do you think, Hubert? Yeah, is that a good plan? Yeah, Hubert's on board, guys. Well, yeah. And so is that lizard, Dilly. Liz, right? Okay. I'll ask. I'll ask Aster. Aster, can you track this brother of yours? It's hard to say. I'm just a robotic intelligence in your head, right? Well, all right. Uh, Aster says no. Oh, all right. Like, so we have potentially Relentless Reaper to track down, which we won't anymore. We have Giant Buddy Cop, mm-hmm. right? And, like, we got Jima on our ass. Mm-hmm. We got my mom still uh, teleporting. And I'm just like, Cha-Cha, you, you're, like, you're turning into a horror, maybe? Like, a horror. <laughs> this is Alex laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, I just kind of feel like maybe we should do something about one of our problems. <laughs> I mean, so who are we going to murder? Should we start with Buddy Cop? Just because I feel like tracking a giant eldritch abomination is going to be the easier thing to do. And also... Next, how would we help your mom? Like, what could we do? I have no idea, Dilly. Like, I have all of these facts, and yeah, a lot of facts. A lot of facts, Dilly. Okay. I'm like, should I just break the plate? Should I, like, go see my mom and break the plate? But then, like, I broke one of these plates, and I'm pretty sure it hurt somebody, so that's out. Somebody like who? I assume that there's, like, other people connected to this, to these plates that I have. In my backpack. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of facts and not a whole lot of... Okay. I mean, then do we go for the easy option of just murder buddy cop? Well, fine, buddy cop. But I mean, uh, could could we find these people that are connected to the plates? And do what? Disconnect them? I don't know. Oh, man. Yo, what if we just gotta go to, like, Ordana and just start fucking up Lampreys, man? Like, just taking them out, you know? I... I don't think it's a good idea to go to Charmond on a maybe. I feel like we should only go back to Charmond um, if we have, like, exact knowledge on what to do there. So the Proving Ground looked real, real fucking rough when we left, right? And, like, pretty decimated. What if we went and, like, checked it out and saw what was going on? Maybe no one's there and, like, we could uh, read the library finally. That might work. Yeah, I guess. I mean, not... Literacy doesn't really help most of the time, but maybe this will. Chacha, I feel like you've had a whole different kind of set of problems than other people. Do you even know what contract negotiations are? What's a contract? Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Chacha, it does occur to you now that they were calling you a contractor. Maybe this was probably important when we became contractors to find out what a contract was, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Chacha, you can't tell me you haven't. Oh, no. You didn't even think to ask? I mean, no. <laughs> Chasha, we have a verbal agreement, so, like, it's fine. We'll all honor it, you know. Okay. I mean, the alternative is to write it down, Chacha, and that would be, like, a case of literacy-solving problems. Or creating problems if you don't want to be held accountable. Oh, yeah. Yeah? That, totally fair point, Chacha. She's got a point, Dilly. I guess but back to the, the planning bit so we could go back to the proving grounds Arya and jima are both still kind of running around the area so is it a good idea to still stay in the area or is it better to just kind of like disappear out of the area for a little bit although uh buddy cop's probably still around i mean this is like it's where the action is you know what i mean we could just be like fucking around and something happens and that's fine but there are two assassins out to get us out to capture us alive, Dilly. Only one is out to capture us alive. The other one, not. Oh, yeah, but we, uh, I mean, we kicked her ass, so. Only after she got drugged, we were getting hammered. I was drugged too, Dilly. Like, it, like it cancels each other out. Speaking of which, Nix, I'm going to say that with all this walking around, you're, you're now at the time where your pools refresh, and all of a sudden you are no longer under the influence. Imagine just like a little pop and like all her color comes back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a hard, hard, hard crash at the end, just a hard stop. 
Yeah. Max is completely sober and she hates it. <laughs> it's not canon. <laughs> Everything feels heavy and bland, man. All right. What if we flip a coin and then like, depending on what we get, right? It's either Buddy Cop, it's Relentless Reaper, or it's Proving Ground. One of those three-sided coins. Yeah. What, what coins do you have? I just, I figured we would just like flip it twice. What? What? Doesn't that work? Like you flip it twice? <laughs> I, no, you're going to kind of bias towards one option or the other, or it doesn't go into the two, you know? No. So you have to flip it <laughs> three times? <laughs> this is already a bad idea. What if I roll one of these pyramid-shaped pieces of synth I have, and then if I roll a four, which I am marking down, I re-roll again. How about that? that sound less insane i don't know dilly i guess like <laughs> <laughs> all right um so option one proving grounds option two relentless reaper option three buddy cop how's that sound yeah there cool all right i rolled a two relentless reaper that we don't know how to track hell yeah all right but can we track aria like that's the question like where around here would you have a secret you know relentless reaper lab what makes you think she has a Relentless Reaper lab? I don't know. She, like, didn't you have a Relentless Reaper lab, Dilly? I had a workspace in Charmond in uh, one of the Nixos's workhouses or whatever. Uh, okay. So they came through here, right? Dilly, Chacha, come on. Help me figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> that was like half Nix, half <laughs> I won't say which half. <laughs> all right i mean if you're like really no i i'm not biased towards anything i'm we need to keep talking about it because this is wild i guess going to the proving grounds wouldn't be a bad idea because chima and aria probably wouldn't expect us to stay in the area that's something an idiot would do with those two chasing after us that seems like the perfect thing to do all right we'll head to the proving ground we will keep an eye out for aria while we're doing that and then like Chacha, once we get there, we can also investigate and see what the fuck is up with Buddy Cop. Yes. All right, it's agreed. We are uh, returning to the scene of the crime. Scene of a crime? There's been a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot of crime. Right, I didn't say, like, the scene of the only crime, you guys. Are you still high? No. <laughs> Inside check. You better the second just nuzzles closer to Nyx. Nyx sticks her tongue out at Dilly and <laughs> the ends. Aw, while muzzling, while yeah. muzzling Hubert. Hubert the second. They seem a little tuckered, but of course they were pretty active during that fight with Arya. Dodging garrot wires and all that. All right, so proving grounds, and we're going there to figure out the plates. We're working on the plates. Yes. Yeah. Right? All right. So as you guys are leaving this home, you can see that Satal is a little way down the street already, and he is hitching his anine to the cart. Is the way to the Proving Ground opposite, like... Opposite. Yeah, it's basically, he's going to be going in roughly the opposite direction than you are. We're basically going back the way we came the last uh, few days. Okay. Yo, uh, Satal. Yes? Hey, just wanted to know that, like, we really appreciated your help and that, you know, traveling with you has been enjoyable. However, we are going to go the opposite way, we think, so I... I guess we're going to part here. Oh, that's unfortunate. But uh, I was happy to help the situation, like I said before. Traveling companions stick together. I'm sorry to hear that you have other things to do, but I totally understand. It's been a bummer. All my most intriguing traveling companions have been leaving so quickly on this trip. Oh, really? Uh, like who? Oh, well, we talked about the woman before you. Oh, was that Arya? Or was that Jima? I think that was Jima. Okay. Oh, and that was it? Like... Yeah, she's, uh, she's interesting as hell. Yeah. She wants me dead. Oh, no, alive. She wants me, yeah, she wants me alive. Oh, like I was saying, I mean, she was only traveled with me a day. I mean, it's a shame, too. I mean, she looked like she was going to buy one of my dresses, but she decided to go her own way. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, I hope you make a lot of money with everything you sell. Absolutely, absolutely. And next time that we, uh meet up, he turns to Chacha. Perhaps we can practice a little more art together. Uh. <laughs> Dilly and Nick's just like <laughs> groaning like off the side. He does 
reach into the cart and pulls out a small, like, well, small-ish, like, box. Like, it's probably about the size of, like, a chocolate box and uh, heads to Chacha. This is for you. Better to open it later, though, not in town. Later as in when I need damage or later as in... Man, there might be something illegal in here, and so if the townspeople saw it, it might be bad. The latter. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure meeting the three of you. I will remember Baby Pack, Carlisle, and Bork. Thank you And he so much. tips his rather flamboyant hat to you, hops up onto the cart, and starts heading out of town. All right. Eastward? Southeastward? This way, Dilly. Anybody who wants to try to get going in the right direction can roll an intellect, maybe navigation roll of nine. So that'll be six for Nyx. Chacha got a 15. Nine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Chacha and Nyx both have a very good sense of where to go to get back to the Proving Grounds. In fact, you guys were paying attention to a certain degree, and you've at least, like, like I said, Chacha, you haven't necessarily been in this area before, but... You may have seen maps around this area, or you're just kind of going off of the landmarks you were paying attention to as you guys went through the forest. But you're fairly sure that you guys know not just the direction of the Proving Ground, but you do remember there was like one stream that there's an easier way around it that you can use so that you don't get stuck along the way or have to do a more roundabout thing after the fact. So you guys are walking through the woods. It's going to take you a couple days or more to get to the Proving Ground. But like the first bit of travel across the wooded area is uneventful. But you know, you reach the point where you should probably make camp for the night. If there is no issue, can Dilly make recovery rolls while we're walking? Or is that till student? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, so you guys make camp. Anything anybody wants to do now that you're kind of at a resting spot? Nix will actually look more closely at these plates. Okay. You don't necessarily see anything new, but, you know, you do remember that they have, like, house sigils on each one. Of the ones that aren't broken, there's at least a couple of them that you would recognize. Like, you didn't necessarily know them or anything like that, but they were families that in Shalmas, and there were others from Charmond, probably have about three Shalmas and two Charmond left. All right, Dilly, these are the uh, plates that I was telling you about. Like, you see, I broke some. Uh, yeah, on purpose. There's like some sort of uh, terrible screaming at that time, so I stopped. Okay. I mean, I haven't heard legends about these other, you know, how many are there, Daniel? Like six? I think you have five left that are... Unbroken? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least five or six other experiments going on. Or maybe they haven't started yet. Okay. Has anyone tried eating off these plates? <laughs> I think they're decorative plates, so they're... I mean, you can eat off anything. I don't know if that's going to do anything. Well, I mean, like, did we smash all the ones at the Proving Ground? I forget. No, uh, Chasha, these are those. Just smashed a few, but like, and Nick starts just picking them up and like looking at them. Remember before we were sucked into or someplace? Yeah, that really weird skull place with the lady. Yeah, that was you, right, Dilly? And then like Italia, too. Yeah. Do you want me to try again? Yeah, yeah, Dilly. That's I. I want you to. Yeah. Okay. There. Yeah. You could just ask. You could, you could just come out and ask that. <laughs> All that's, right. that's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dilly will take one of the plates. Which ones do you have? Like two from Shalmas, a couple from Charmond, and then one blank one. Was that the one you broke, or? Oh. The blank one was a broken one. Oh, uh, was okay. And there was another one that was broken that was not blank. Give me one. Let's see what happens. Nick's hands. Dilly, one that she recognizes the house symbol. Tell me, which house do you recognize? She recognizes the hotels. Similar, like, level of family as Nix's family. Civil servants. More in city administration. So, more friends of Nix's father. Mm-hmm. Acquaintances of the family. Not friends of the family. Mm-hmm. All right. Dilly puts the plate on his lap and will use his scan iodum ability, which is what he used last time. Dilly. Yep. You feel yourself falling, and then you're on, once again, this misty, flat area with thick fog all around your ankles. But you can definitely feel like it's not steady, like there's definitely all sorts of little bits underneath, and you realize that you are definitely in this place, and you are standing on bones. Cool, 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 cool. 
Um, Aster, can you hear me? You do not hear a response. All right. Good to know. All right, lady, where are you at? Dilly will start looking around for that one lady that showed up last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, give me a speed roll of nine. Could be speed defense if you want. Um, that doesn't change anything. Three. Keeping it. As you're walking, a skeletal hand beneath the mist grabs your right ankle and tugs it backwards. That fucker, damn it. Dilly will try to, like, just kick it. Kick the leg up. Okay. By the way, you're hearing more sounds of skittering movement Mm. underneath the fog while you're doing that. Is that new from the last time? Yeah. I don't think you heard them do that. Yep. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So, Dilly, you are going to kick at this thing. I need Dilly to roll initiative. Oh, shit. 19. Nice. What would you like for a minor effect with that initiative roll? At the start of whatever this combat is, the hand that's grasping me doesn't have a grip on me, so Dilly just kind of, like, is able to break the wrist or elbow or whatever. And Perfect. You pull yourself free. You hear a very unnerving clacking sound as the hand seems to try to grab at you again, like, reacting inhumanly fast, but you get past it. Okay. And it's your turn. All right. Uh, does Dilly still have all of his stuff in here? Yes. Okay. Doesn't help with anything, but <laughs> good to know. <laughs> Dilly starts doing a knee-up kind of exercise that he saw Nyx do a few times, just to kind of keep his like feet mm-hmm. off the ground as like little as possible. And we'll, for now, just kind of keep looking for the lady, but like moving faster in a direction. Okay. That's very clever. I will give you an asset, essentially, <laughs> on what's about to happen now. And what's so, about to happen now? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 15 speed defense, but I'm going to give you an asset because you're doing this approach to try to keep your feet away from where the grasping hands are. Okay. So it's a 12 now. I will put one level of effort into it to bring it to a 9. Oh, I really need to get Dilly some speed one of these days. 18. Nice. Okay. You hear this loud clacking as multiple fingers, once again underneath the fog that you can't see, snap shut, and you think you also hear the clacking of teeth, maybe? Okay. And there's no other figures, it's just hands just trying to grab a dilly? Right now, yes. As dilly is moving, I assume his body's kind of like uh, dispersing the mist. Does dilly see what the skittering part is, or is it just bones? Loose limbs skittering along on their bones. Loose limbs with flesh and blood kind of thing? Like skeletal. Okay. Just enough ligament for the help move the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Well, this sucks, Dilly says to himself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dilly's turn. Okay. Alright, let's try making some noise. Still doing his knee-ups. Dilly's gonna take out his pew-pew gun and just fire it straight down, not really aiming at a specific skeleton or skeletal feature, just experimenting, honestly. Okay. Give me a 15. It's a light weapon, so it's eased. To hit the ground. Dilly would miss, I think. Yeah, I'll roll 12 straight. 7. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it just means you don't hit any skeleton. You hit the ground. Oh, there is ground? I thought it was all skeleton. There's ground below you. Like, they're, they're skittering around and things like that. Like, there's still dirt underneath, but there's not... It's not, like, skeletal carbon fiber or anything like that. It's just, like, there's just a lot of... It's hard for you to get to the ground because there's so much of it laying about or was laying about. Now they're skittering about. Gotcha. All right. Then I guess Dilly will... Looking around, is there, like, any, like, anything? Are there, like, mounds of bones? Like, is there, like, a place where it's all collected? Give me a perception roll of nine. Intellect edge brings that to a three, which I'll roll nine. There is... A shadow up ahead in the fog. All right. <laughs> like a person-sized shadow. It's very silly, but Dilly's still doing high knees and just, like, firing kind of randomly behind him. We'll start, like, going that way. Okay, cool. Give me a 15-speed defense roll with an asset, so it's a 12. Um, yeah, I'll roll that straight as well. 18. Nice. Okay, you once again dodge a flurry of these hands and teeth trying to grab you. Carter's actually working. Never tell them. <laughs> So yeah, you make your way up, and you can see now that this is a humanoid figure. Their back is to you. They're wearing pretty simple, like, clothes. Decent breeches, but the most nice piece of the wardrobe, from at least from what you can see from behind, are their boots. Mm-hmm. 
and they're wearing essentially like a sleeveless vest. Um, well, most vests are sleeveless, but you know, it's <laughs> like they're wearing a, a shirt that's essentially a vest. But you can make out tattoos all across their shoulders and arms. Hey, lady! The figure turns around, looks more like a, a man with short, dark hair and just really like pale blue eyes. He's got sort of a very narrow nose that seems to be quite long, like it's just narrow and long, and this like very thin-lipped mouth. But he turns to you, and he looks at you, and cocks his head and says, Hey, man, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, 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 I've done this before. Um, Do you know anything about the plates also? Do you know how to disconnect them from their people? This way is close to you, man. You're not supposed to be here. Well, I'm here. I travel where I wish, so get on my level, how about? Damn. <laughs> All the while, Dilly's still doing knee highs, so just like a weird little leprechaun <laughs> coming towards this okay. guy. <laughs> give, give me a social roll here of 15. Social is intellect, so that's a 9 for Dilly automatically. I'll add a third level of effort. Bring that to a 6. 11. There's a moment where, like, this sort of... Because their face up until this point had been sort of like a dull surprise, and while their voice had had inflection, there hadn't been a lot of emotion in their face. But you catch as you're saying, get on my level. Like, there's a moment where, like, there's almost like their eyebrows jut up in surprise but warm reaction. Right on, I can get on your level. Awesome. Plates, can you... How do we disconnect the plates from their capacitors and power sources and receivers? Tossing a lot of words at me. Um... (laughs) Uh, how do I keep people from teleporting because of the plates? How do I turn the plates off? Is that better? People are teleporting from the plates? Uh, randomly. Like, we did it? Uh, you can't control it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just the first thing, right? Well, it's hurting a lot of people, and people are dead because of the plates, so... That's why it's so important to get the harvest taken care of. That's that's what they said when we came in. Oh. But you can't break a plate without killing the capacitor. Oh, all right. Good to know. <laughs> File that one way. But there isn't a way to disconnect. Like, not break the plate, just have it not tied in with the capacitor? Why would we do that? Wait, uh, find a better capacitor, maybe. That's kind of judgy and insulting. What? Hey, man. Um, gotta. Sometimes you gotta change the process while it's happening. Yeah, but this is what I gave up things for. Why would I want you to disconnect it? Because maybe there's a better way. So hold on. Are you the capacitor for this plate? There is a slight red flicker in his eyes that kind of fades away in a moment. Yeah, you could say that. Um, at this point, I do need you to make a 15 speed defense roll as you're high Oh, yeah. Because the bones are still coming at you. Oh, goddamn. You are still very much in the bone zone. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> 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 this is not my kind of plate. I don't have a lot of speed to play with, so that's 15 with the high stepping? No, it'd be 12 with the high stepping. Okay. Another level of speed effort. Bring that to a 9. 14. Okay. Once again, you dodge these bony hands grabbing for you. Doing a weird little jig around this guy. He looks at you and says, I don't know why you bother. They're going to catch you anyway. Where do you think you're going to go? Um. Well, I can leave, so... Think about that. Can you? Uh, I did it once before. I don't remember how. Reminder for Dilly, the lady inside sent you back. Oh, cool. Although, if I'm bugging you, you can just send me out. But uh, before that, so you're the capacitor, more or less. Do you know who you are sending to? Like, who the power source is for you? Do you know anything about the setup? Or are you just told, like, hey, get in here? Well, the power source gets selected later. I don't know if I'm connected to them yet. Once the power source is connected, you send it to the host. Okay. Wait, you send the power or the power source to the host? The plate. The plate. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't get it either, but it is. Uh, it was funny. <laughs> what else can Dilly ask? Hey, can I ask you something? Uh, yeah, sure. You look familiar. Okay. They take a step towards you. Have I... It's like in a wave, like their skin goes gray, their eyes turn red, and the lamprey mouth is there. 
and they conclude their sentence. Have I tasted you before? Uh, uh-oh. Interesting. Cool. Hey, why'd you turn to a lamprey? Dilly is now high-stepping slightly away from them. They're pursuing. All right. <laughs> what would you like to do? <laughs> Dilly is going to keep 10 feet between the two of them and continue to talk to them. Uh, so why'd you turn into a lamprey just now? Is that just like a mascot for you guys or what? As you're saying that, like there's no answer. There's just this dripping from its circular mouth as he approaches. And yeah, they make a dash at you. All right. So it's going to be a uh, 15 speed defense. Uh, high steps are probably not going to help with this one. Anything, you're probably hindered because you're do- having to do high steps away from the bones while he's coming at you. Yeah, I bet. So it's probably an 18 speed defense. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to play with, so I'm just going to roll that straight. Okay. 14. Kills it. Okay. They come up and they slam into you <laughs> with their shoulder, knocking you backwards. So you'll take two points from the hit. Mm-hmm. But then they open their mouth and clamp down on your left shoulder. You'll take four points from that. Oh, thank God I rolled for recovery before I did this. Nix and Cha-Cha. Dilly sits down with the plate. He does his thing. You see for a moment his eyes go vacant. And then all of a sudden, Dilly's body is wreathed in shadow. And he stands back up. Oh, no. Is this Aster speaking to us now, or... I, I don't know, Cha-Cha. And Nyx will just try to take the plate away. Aster's gonna move it away from you. Aster, yep. Dilly? I guess Nyx would know who's doing it. Dilly? A Dilibrim is away at the moment. All right. Aster, you're so... All right. Anyway, pretty sure Dilly's in trouble, so we should probably disengage him from the plate. Like, it's one of those things where I have to point out, Aster, do you really want Dilly's body? Like, now he has flaps. Is this really what you want? I will work with what I'm given. Uh, Chasha, like, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but not sure that this is the time. Aster, why won't you let me have the plate? Because your, uh, ride is in trouble, I think. While I hold the plates, Dilly can come back. How, how do we, uh, make him come back? I mean, in Astra's opinion, it's probably this was like the stupidest thing that he's done. <laughs> based off of what he knows so far. So, that knowledge is not accessible to me. Adilibrim has made his choice, however ignorant it may have been. Astra, you can always speak up. You know that, right? Like, you can always say something. No. Yes. It's, instead of like just judging after the fact, it's called being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say that Aster may not feel like his opinion is wanted. Whatever you think of my behavior, as I said, I will work with what I'm given. I guess fair. And Dilly, Adilibrim, is on his own. Can we help him? Like, hey, give me, let me just touch the plate. I'll go in and help. Adilibrim seems to think you guys can help him, though I doubt it entirely. I mean... Think about it this way. If I fail, you now have two bodies. Not how that works. Hey, you could try it. Mine's partially insubstantial. Yes, and it is becoming a, uh, issue. But it could be a good perk for you if I fail. <laughs> All right, guys. I, I understand, <laughs> like, Chacha, we never get to talk to Aster, so I totally get that. But, like, Aster, is there a way that you could, like, <laughs> lure Dilly back? Like, I don't know, send out, like, thoughts into the plate, or, you know, whatever. Lick the plate. Ooh, we could lick the plate. I will not use your inferior methods. God, Aster, you're really kind of a dick. Like I said, (laughs) bitch. I am what I've been created to be. This isn't a commentary on your bad relationship with your father figure. Does not seem that there is much of a relationship anymore, so... I mean, talk it out. You did an oopsie. Yeah, you, like, ripped somebody's heart out that uh, Dilly cared about. Like, that's bad, man. Maybe you should just, like, try and show that you're now a better person. Be a bigger person. This is definitely a conversation that that Aster is not going to have with you, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> you are very misinformed. But I may be able... To create something with 
what a Dillabrim has in his bag to draw his persona out. What would a robot call a soul? Like, what would what would they use? What would they call that? I don't know. Since he's a metal mind, would he just consider it to be Dilly's mind that's absent? Probably just mind, yeah. But I will see what I can do. And then the shadowy figure will sit down next to Dilly's bag and start pulling some stuff out. Okay. So yeah, Astro Dilly is going to be working on something for a bit. Meanwhile, Dilly, you've got a lamprey mouth on your arm, your shoulder rather, and you are currently about to fall backwards to where all the skeletons are grabbing at you. All right, I try to be nice. Dilly will take the pew-pew gun and put it directly to the lamprey's head and then fire. Okay. Okay. That is going to be... I'm going to say that's going to be a 12 because this is not a great situation for you as you're trying to do this. Okay. And that includes the asset from your weapon. Does that also include, like, just proximity? I think proximity could be more damage. Well, it probably doesn't matter with the pew-pew because it's the same damage wherever because it pierces armor. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're talking about, like, grappling proximity, that's probably not helping you. Okay as much as it's making things frustrating and confusing. Especially if you're trying to get it up and get the head, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's speed, right? Yes. All right, I'll just roll the 12 straight. Natural 20. Holy shit. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay, you're definitely going to hit him. Can you propose a major effect? Okay. Major effect. I want to do extra damage. I'm going to do eight points of damage to this guy's head. Nice. Okay. You do eight points of damage to this guy's head, blasting straight through it. There is a moment of shrieking, and then his body falls limp against you and falls down. The skeletons grab it and pull it off into the mist, and you hear the sounds of meat being torn apart. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. And Dilly. Yeah. You're in this, like, misty area. It is a, you know, you have dark submission, essentially. But, you know, it's a night with no stars here or anything like that. But nevertheless, you see a red crack across the sky. I hope that's good. Probably not. The tearing of flesh is continuing. So right now, there doesn't seem to be anything grabbing at you. Okay. Well, I guess time to try it. So Dilly does have other stuff here, including ciphers, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. Dilly will pull out the winged symbiotes. Activate it, put it on his back, and take two points of might damage as it burrows in. Yep, as it digs directly into your spine. Ow, ow, ow. Oh. <laughs> Awful. So you're essentially getting eight spinal taps at the same time. <laughs> Dilly would have to, like, fall over, if only for a moment, just from the feeling of that. Yeah. And when you fall over, there is a moment you notice that now that you're down in this closer, you can see one of the skulls on the ground, like, turn and look at you. Ow! Dilly says to it. And the skull starts hopping towards you and a couple other hands besides. But this thing is now fully embedded. Ow! All right. Just for fun, does the skull have a jaw? Or is it just the top part? All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck it. Dilly will grab the skull, teeth away from fingers, and then fly straight up into the crack. Yep. Okay. So snap, 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 snap in from the jaw. As it's going, uh, make me a speed roll of three. Ooh. Oh, sorry, Dan, as it was six. Okay. So <laughs> you, uh, your wings start flapping and you start lifting off the ground. The wind from the wings is actually like pushing away more of the mist. And you can see more of these skeletal figures that are turning and they're coming back. And actually some of them are like the entire upper half of a body trying to pull itself out of the ground to reach you. But you're flying up higher and higher towards this crack. And as you reach the crack, you can see that it's actually, once you get up close to it, it's quite wide. Mm -hmm. You could easily slip through it, and it is just a deep red. Still want to go through it? All right, Mr. Skeleton, let's see what happens. Dilly will go through it, but just to be safe, we'll have the skull kind of going first, just in case something gets destroyed. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. Okay. It explosively disintegrates. <laughs> yeah, so the skull seems to pass through. Interestingly, as it's passing through, you can't see it. There's a visible barrier here that you can go through, but you can't see through. All right. And I assume Dilly can't see his hand either as it like goes into this red. Correct. Does Dilly feel anything? 
as it's going through or just feels chilly. All right. Dilly goes all the way up. Okay. You pass all the way up. And as you are, your head sort of passes the barrier. You see you're coming up onto a misty landscape in a starless sky. And you hear a voice behind you and says, yeah, I knew I tasted you before, but this door's closed to you and you get a shove in your back and you're falling. And Dilly, you come to crafting tools out. <laughs> Cha-Cha and Nyx, Dilly Astra's been doing this for hours. Oh, shit. And so Dilly, when you come back out, you see that all the sort of attachment joints and modifications for the other upgrades that Aster has put in your body are in place for attaching to the nodules that Aster grew on your back. <gasps> so, like, meaning like they've been put on, like, installed, or they're about to be? They could be installed now. Like, all the adaptions are now there. It would probably take an hour to install them, and it probably requires somebody else to, like, put them into position for you. All right, so I guess Nix and Chacha see, like, the shadow suddenly just disperse. Mm -hmm. And I think Dilly just kind of, like, stares, like, holding, like, whatever tools he had at the moment. Just, like, down at this thing, just like, what the fuck? Drops them, like, what the fuck just happened? What? What the fuck? So, uh, Dilly, you at some point, like, stood up and there was some sort of, like, black smoke. So, uh, we asked Aster if, you know... He could help you out. And he said some, a lot of stuff about like, he's not my real dad and like, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, he started working on something and I guess it helped you get out. So I no, no, this, what, Cha Cha, you know, you know, Numenera, does this look like a soul puller backer machine thing? What kind of role would that be? We'd be understanding Numenera. Mm hmm. And I would say that based off of what Chacha already knows about what you guys have gotten, it's probably a six to start. And I, I can't remember if Chacha's trained or specialized. Um, I think it's just trained. Okay, so that's a three for you. Well, I got 17. Okay. These look like robotic arms that have multi-tools for hands. These look like something that maybe even Dilly mentioned to you at some point, or you noticed something about what Dilly was sketching, that there was going to be a way to theoretically attach these arms to Dilly or somebody else. So... <laughs> Does not look like a Soulbringer backer. <laughs> um, not exactly. It's more like a, hey, remember how you wanted to get those extra arms? Oh, my God. That, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what Aster told you while I was in there but that was a fucking lie he if he did know this is not what that would have been <sighs> fuck oh this is a lot okay and i think at least for a little bit dilly's just gonna like kind of sit by the fire just like trying to collect his thoughts okay leaving the arms where they are yep doesn't touch him puts his tools down just is kind of off in a corner away from everything nix there's now a visible crack down the center of this plate uh nix will run her finger along it you can feel that break there in the glaze. It feels like it's almost glazed deep, but like the crack has more color to it. So it's a bit more stark because it's almost got like a brownie, red, rusty color to it. Nyx will lick it. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I have to tell you, they use a lot of lead and ceramics at the Travelers. Yep. She's seen worse. Maybe she should have licked a few less plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You lick it, it tastes like a ceramic plate. It's at this moment you notice something odd, like, it kind of feels weird when you lick it. It's like, it's somehow slipping back and forth, like, it's hitting different sides of your tongue in different ways. Hmm. Nyx will then kind of wander over to Dilly and be like, uh, are you, are you alright? Like, what went down? Um, I mean, the plate thing was fine. So, the capacitor... They're inside the plate. So I think when you break the plate, you're only killing them. And they seem to be, of, as far as I can tell, they've fully consented to whatever this project is. But they don't really know anything besides that they seem to have given up everything just to be the capacitor wandering around in that weird hellscape. Man, I'm like, they volunteered? That is, um... I think so. I think whoever originally pitched this project, like, promised, like, the stars and the sun or whatever 
even when I told them that like people were kind of dying because of this, that the teleportation was like random. He was just like, oh, first step. He also turned to a lamprey and ate and kind of bit me. So that's the thing. I don't know why the lamprey part is necessary, or is that just like a side effect of this whole... Yeah, it's a side effect for sure, Dilly. Okay. I also shot him in the head, so that's probably why there's a crack in the plate. That's my bad. Eh. He's biting me. I do my best. Uh, so, uh, breaking the plate just kills the capacitor? I think so. I didn't ask that directly. It's just... That was just the conclusion I came to. Yeah. And then, um, he didn't know much. He only knew, like, his part in it as a capacitor... Because you bring the plate to the host, and then the host teleports? I don't know how that connects to the power source then. So, yeah. I guess we have to make sure that, like, breaking the plates doesn't hurt the host. I guess, yeah. The host is the one that's holding the plate, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, my mom's the host. Yeah, okay. We had all those plates at the proving grounds, so I doubt those plates were hostless. So I think it's just whoever, like, slaps on that agreement to teleport right i don't know because nix i assume your mom didn't like sign anything or consent to like yeah i'll be the host of this malarkey alex give me another understanding numinary role of nine because you're so close 16 you suspect that these plates weren't given to the host yet because maybe based off of what dilly's telling you these capacitors these lamprey people i mean obviously they have to be in the plate first you think perhaps these plates were waiting to be connected to the power source. So right now, they just represent the capacitors in their particular instances, meaning that the planned power source was probably at the proving ground somewhere. They just weren't connected to it yet. Mm. I think these plates are good to smash. The only one that we need to actually care about is the one your mom has, because these ones aren't hooked up. It's more like a bootleg thing where like, you wink at your neighbor and they're like, yeah, I got you. I'll, not, I'll hook you up with that show. Wait, so like, if they're not hooked up yet, wait, that means I was hooked up, Cha Cha. Yeah, and next to you, you're the power. You're the power source for your whole situation, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember being hooked up. Daniel Nix is going to try to think very hard about when she may have been hooked up. Okay, this will be a twelve. Uh, intellect. Mm-hmm. Um, Nix is rested. So I'll use Confident Outlook, one, I don't know what task you would consider this, just a memory task, or, okay. Mm-hmm. So now it's a nine with Confident Outlook. I'll spend, I'll spend three levels of intellect effort, because Nix is going to figure this fucking out. Okay, so it's down to a three. No, freebie. Uh, oh, yes, three levels of effort, you're right, you're right. Okay, it occurs to you, you know, you, you hadn't really been exposed to this plate hardly at all before this all came up. You definitely don't remember any sort of ritual or, like, procedure explicitly. You do remember that usually the only times that you saw those ceramics were at sort of, like, ceremonies of recognition. It's not like the travelers have, like, spiritual holidays that they necessarily, you know, celebrate on their own or anything like that. But, like, at special events, like when a trainee would, like, move to a next level in practice and things like that. You know, as part of a ceremony of recognizing trainees that have reached that, that's the only other time that you've kind of seen this style of ceramic, if it's not even like this particular plate. But it does occur to you that for whatever reason, you always got a different meal from your fellow trainees before your ceremonies. Oh. And was it off the plate or a similar plate or off their NASCAR plates? It was not. You do remember it was sort of like a curry or something like that, but it had the sauce itself was sort of a reddish brown, and there was always like delicate white sprinkles of spicing, you assumed, on top of it. Dude, did you eat part of your aunt? So, uh, I can't think of like when exactly I was hooked up to the plate or whatever, but I do remember one thing. Well, I guess there were like a lot of things different for me when I was there, but like one thing was uh, I ate this like weird curry before all of my ceremonies. What did it taste like, Daniel? What was its flavor profile? It was sort of a warm spicing. Like, so if you're thinking about, like, a garam masala, not necessarily, it's not, like, super hot, but just sort of very savory and warming. But it also had a little bit of sweetness to it. You know, you weren't 
really ever sure what it was because the curry was something you mostly just ate with rice. So it had this sort of savory thing with these patches of sweetness mixed in, whether it was like a bit of melted confectionery or just like a bit of fruit juice. You were never really sure. It was really good. You always looked forward to it. Yeah, Nix describes that flavor. <laughs> but that's really it. Like, that's uh, all I can think of. Well, that's not a lot to go on. Hopefully, as you said, the library is going to have some information. Maybe we could, like, at least find a name of, like, who started this project, what the what their grand scheme was. We know their plan, but I mean, like, the grand scheme of actually, like, getting all this to work. Like, the schematics. Uh, n- never mind. Dilly, thank you for going back in there. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, I thought it'd be fine that we just get, I just get bopped out like a few minutes later after getting none of my questions answered, but that was not what happened. So, yeah, no problem. Apparently you're charming, is what you hear Aster say in your head. Nix and Chacha just see Dilly, like, sigh heavily, kind of off rhythm to the conversation they're currently having. Mm -hmm. Nix awkwardly fist bumps, then, like, leave Dilly to his moment. I think that weird heavy sigh kind of happens right as dilly is about to fist bump back and doesn't quite connect Mm -hmm. and then dilly is going to stand up and then go over to the metal arms rig and look at it for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then pull out the pew pew gun and point it at the rig and then manifest a uh shadowy figure i'm thinking normal relentless reaper size are they like what 10 feet eight feet around 10 feet so nixon chacha i see like this 10-foot shadowy figure just manifests in front of Dilly, and then Dilly's going to look at the figure and say, tell me right now what it is that you want. Exactly what you want. Otherwise, I destroy this thing. I want to be free. Free from my body? Free from the protectorate? Free from what? Free from your body. Free from Minos. And what, what binds you to Minos still? I have a directive, the one that led me to you in the first place. Tell me, right? There's a long pause, and he actually... Aster's usually pretty matter-of-fact, but he actually sounds a little... What's the word I'm looking for? He sounds beaten, and he says, Yes, my directive from my note is to kill you. All right. Dilly does put the pew-pew gun away, and then dismisses the Aster figure... Who I, Dilly was having speak through the illusion. Right, right. Dismisses that, and then we'll kind of bend down, take the rig, and then snap off like a, like kind of does the equivalent of like kind of jamming like a screwdriver into like a USB dongle and just kind of like wiggling around a little bit just to like, oh my, make it so that more work would have to be done to like correct that damage. Mm-hmm. But then that doesn't say anything more. That was petty. Well, it could have been worse. And yeah, uh, Dilly will not destroy the full, uh, multi-arm tool rig thing but just make it somewhat make it an operable for the moment okay and then pack it there's no more sponsor master so you guys doing watches <laughs> isn't it like two in the morning by now probably <laughs> nick's just guys i'm actually uh feeling pretty good after that like whatever grenade so i'll i'll stay up the rest of the night all right i'm gonna not be conscious for a little bit okay so morning comes what are you guys doing uh, can we take up to our 10-hour recovery? Um, everyone except Nyx, because Nyx is staying up. I was like, is there something else wrong with Nyx? Is what I thought to myself, <laughs> but Nyx just didn't sleep. <laughs> so the next couple days travel are relatively clear. You know, Nyx and Chacha had worked out this path to kind of avoid the widest part of the stream to make it a little easier to get across. And, you know, these days pass and you're getting closer and closer to the proving ground. Are you planning to just go there are you planning to like are you trying to be direct are you trying to be sneaky what are you trying to be as you approach oh super stealthy scouted out okay can everybody give me a stealth roll of 15 it's a 12 for nyx because on my last tier up the skill i took or my last advancement for the tier i took stealth seemed wise oh that's a two (laughs) i'm gonna spend an xp I got a 16. 12 for Dilly. Can Dilly also be using his uh, illusions to help mask yes. all that? So 9. 12. 13. Also, quick question, Dan. Is the wing symbiote used up, or is it still existing? 
No, it isn't, because we had established before when ciphers get used in that place, when you come back out, it's as if they haven't been used. Mm. Awesome. Thank you. It's dope. Okay. And Dilly was using his illusions to help everybody, right? Not just himself? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Okay. So you all feel like you're approaching quite stealthily, and you're moving closer and closer to the tree lines, and, and you can kind of sort of see the devastation there, but you also see the shadow of something else. And as you get closer, you notice that there are multiple things up ahead in the trees. And you guys get closer and you see four travelers hanging from these trees, just seemingly suspended there, held by a wire that you can't see that's halfway cut through the meat of their throats. And one of them hanging there, Nick's you would recognize from their tattoos is a Pathfinder. It's not a Pathfinder you recognize clearly, but you can tell from their tattoos that they were a Pathfinder of the Aerial School. And they're just hanging there, bleeding at the edge of the trees. And on one of their chests, clearly meant to be displayed to the others before they died. Carved in their chest was, Where is... Nix. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, shit. Oh, dear. So, I'm torn. I kind of want to pick on... Yeah, I'm going to pick on Samson. Sorry. It's I, okay. It's a very Dilly-centric episode, so... Uh, so much to choose. The whole episode, I think. Anything that Dilly was doing, uh, going into the uh, plates and learning a bit more about what the hell's going on there. Mm-hmm. Confronting Aster. Yeah. Yeah, listener, if you uh, you want to know, just rewind the episode to listen to the whole thing again. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Apologies to Stace and Alex. You guys didn't have as many things where you got a chance to do things, but... It was cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener in XP, to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer them an XP to check out a Portal 2 mod, of all things. Hmm. So, this is a free mod. It does require you to, like, have Portal 2, like, a copy of it. But it's a free mod. You can get on Steam. And what it is, it's basically, like, a little extra level pack, like, 25 levels. And it's called Portal Reloaded. And what it does is that it adds a third type of portal, or a second type of portal, I guess, a third color. And it's a portal through time. Ooh. And it's these 25 levels where you're trying to like get to the exit, but also get to the exit. Like, like the solution involves like going to the future, which is like this ruined and decrepit version of the room you're just in and going back to the past. <laughs> and it's just this whole other dimension of portal puzzles. So if you've finished Portal 2 recently or a long time ago, but want more portal, I recommend this uh, mod. It's hard. These are some hard puzzles. There's only two time periods to jump between, so you think like, oh, that's fine. That's just another room. Oh, boy. It hurt. It hurts my brain. I didn't even finish it, partially because Elden Ring came out halfway through. Absolutely worth your time if you have Portal 2 and you love the Portal series. They even do like a bit of writing. It's not just like levels thrown at you. There's some decent humor. It's pretty good for free. Mm -hmm. So Portal Reloaded. Get it on Steam. (laughs) Do it. Play it. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I love Portal. (laughs) Cool. If people wanted to tell us what they think about Portal Reloaded or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? They can go to our website, explorerswanted.fm. From there, they can see that we have social medias that we monitor, such as on Twitter, where we are at Explorers Wanted, and on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcasts. You can also just hang out with us on Discord. We got a great community there, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Additionally, if you'd want to support us financially and it is within your means, you can throw money at us at patreon.com slash explorerswanted or use our diehard dice dice affiliate code explorerswanted at checkout to get 10% off your order. Mm -hmm. And if you can't support us financially, we totally understand. Honestly, the best thing you could do for us is to tell a friend, tell them why you like the show. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts makes such a huge difference for people finding us, and it lifts our spirits quite a bit when we see those. If you didn't like the podcast, or you just thought it was meh, well, do you hear that scratching, almost a panicked scrabbling? It's not constant. It's just intermittent enough to make it hard to pinpoint, but it could be coming from the vents in your home, or 
or perhaps the walls themselves. It's probably a mouse or a squirrel, maybe some other rodent. It's probably that. But how well do you know your home? Have you been there long? Have you cut into the walls to ensure that there aren't yellow, cracked, and skeletal fingers trying to dig themselves free? Sometimes, when the stars are just right, the lost ones can try to escape their crude graves. So, best not to open the drywall or pull up that board, because they want, need, you to take their place. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. I'm also stuck in a wall at Slam Potato. I hear if you put coffee grounds by the wall, it doesn't smell as bad. <laughs> I'm Realty Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with a Unicorn on Twitch. That's it for us, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.